Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I'm Angie Bauman, and this is episode 136, Holiness. And my guest today is author, Bible teacher, missions coordinator, and speaker, Janie Pitts. I'm not much into using churchy words because I think we too often use them without really understanding what they mean in our Christian walk. We get familiar with how they sound, but we're not nearly as familiar with what they look like on display in the life of a believer. And such is the case, I think, with holiness, which is why I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this conversation with you. Janie Pitts has spent a lot of time exploring God's holiness and his invitation to us to live as holy people set apart from the ways of the world. I learned a lot from talking to Janie, and I think our conversation will give you much to consider too. Our verse for this episode is Romans 6.22. Listen to it in the NIV. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. As we close down this year and lean into 2023, many of us will be evaluating our priorities and setting new goals. I encourage you, as you listen to me talk with Janie, to ask yourself if living outside of chaos, to use Janie's phrase, might be a way for you to experience more holiness in your life. I have been and will continue to ask myself that question as well. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On community, and welcome into this podcast episode. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me today is Janie Pitts. Janie, welcome to the Steady On community. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I am so happy to have you, and I'm excited to talk about this conversation or talk about this topic in this conversation. We're going to talk about holiness today. And just right off the bat, I, holiness, I think, can sound a little bit like a big churchy word that we throw around or maybe we think we know, but will you just kind of unpack the word for us? What does that mean, holiness? Yes, I think holiness is one of those words that we all feel like we should know. And so we do throw it around all the time. But when you ask people to describe it, they're like, you know, holy, and they just repeat the word. And, uh, and so it's, it's one of those things. It actually is pretty daunting um, to, to really get in to, to holiness. Um, But just to make it short and sweet, holiness means being set apart, but reaching in to interact. And that's what it is. It's being set apart, but reaching in to interact. And so when we say that the Lord is holy, we can, we can add to that. He is above and beyond, but yet he chooses to reach in and interact with creation. He lives outside of time. He lives outside of creation. He lives outside of humanity, but yet he chooses to reach in and interact. And we see that not only through him walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, but we see it uh, with the life of Jesus. And we also see it with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he promises that he will never leave us or forsake us. And so God is always there. And, but he is, he is not bound by humanity. Well, we went deep really quick, didn't we? Um, I love it. That's what we do here. <laughs> That's where we are. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so he, he's not bound by, by time, by humanity, by, I mean, anything he is, he is God and we are not. And so when we can understand a little bit of holiness, we're never going to be able to grasp holiness because if we could, I mean, if we could define God, then he would cease to be God. 
right? So there are parts of it that we just aren't going to understand. And that's okay because that's what makes him holy. Holy. When you said that about him reaching out, there's a, I think it's in the big daddy weave song alive where it talks about how you reach down for me, that song lyric kind of popped into my head. I think I have the right song there. When you talked about that just a minute ago about how he reaches down for us that he doesn't like have to, but he reaches down to interact. Like I felt, I felt like I had a physical response to that. Like, like there, this idea that this God who needs nothing from me, even though sometimes I really think I need to be doing all the things to help God out, right? Like he needs nothing from me. He invites me to partner with him in kingdom work, but he doesn't need me, but he, though he doesn't have to in his grace, his love, his kindness, his mercy, he reaches down for us in order to be, in order to make himself available, but make himself available in a form in which we can reach back to. I don't know. I'm overwhelmed just by that idea as we get started today, just the, the magnitude It's like, I always say he has this relentless pursuit of us, right? This relentless pursuit of me. And he will come and reach down and reach down and reach down and reach down uh, as often as he needs to um, every moment of every, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, the, the Hebrew definition of grace, um, the Hebrew language is um, it's ancient. And so it has a lot of words that are action oriented and the word grace actually is a picture of a loving father bending down to help a hurting child. And so we see holiness in God's grace and we see holiness, you know, we see that holiness is, takes everything good and it binds it up. It takes love and it throws it in and it takes grace and it throws it in and mercy and it throws it in and wisdom and it throws it in. And and it's this beautiful ball of something that we can't comprehend yet. We want to, Mm. that's why it brings awe. That's why we constantly, when we think about God's holiness, I think it, it helps us remember where we are. And it's not that a lot of people go dark with that. Oh, you know, I'm so bad and he's so good. And and that's true, but that's not, he doesn't want us to feel that way. <laughs> he loves us. He wants a relationship with us. He created us to have a relationship with him. And so when, when we think of that holiness, it should bring us in, in awe and in thankfulness, and it should bring us to want to worship and want to serve because what we do get blows our minds and what we don't get is, is okay. And there's so much freedom in that. If, you know, we, the Bible talks about us living in freedom. And when we understand what we can about the holiness of God, that freedom of, you know what? He's in control. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to try to walk in his ways. I'm a sinner, but I'm going to try to walk in the ways as best that I can. And if I fall, I know his grace is going to bend down and pick me up because he's a holy God. Yeah. And so I think that that really answers a question that I was going to ask you about why it's important to know about God's holiness so that we do have that, that awe, that reverence before him so that we do 
I think there's this, the mystery, the the thing you keep saying, you know, it's part of it we can't know. And that's that mystery that we try to explain away. Do we not, if we're not tempt, like, because we're not comfortable sitting in that, not knowing that mystery of God. And right. yet I've heard somebody describe it before. It's like a relationship was like with God is like always being full and always being hungry. Like you are full and mm-hmm. satisfied in connection with God, but you long for more right at the same time. And it's this like, and even that's a mystery. How do I feel full and content in my relationship with God and know? that there's more for me and want and long more and seek more, you know, at the same time. And I love that. But I wonder if you would speak just for a moment of, well, why do you think it's important to hear his invitation for us to become more holy? Yeah. First of all, we need to understand the importance of holiness and we see it in the scripture. Um, You know, a lot of times we'll see, depending on, on which, um, Bible you have, it might say, verily, verily, I say unto you, or truly, truly, I say unto you. Uh, And that means, because they didn't have words like very, you know, they didn't have words that were built other words up. And so they repeated the word twice. The only word in scripture repeated three times is holy. It's the only one. And so we see that that is incredibly important for us to understand that, that God is holy and then that we act appropriately in that. Because when we realize that he is holy above and beyond us, but chooses to reach down and interact, it helps us live in awe. It helps us serve in awe. It helps us be thankful for who he is. It can ease our anxiety. I think as women, we struggle with anxiety a lot. I mean, I was reading some statistics the other day and I won't say them because I don't remember exactly, but it was astounding the number of women, especially after the pandemic, that are struggling with anxiety. And when we realize that God isn't just holy and he's not holy, holy, but he's holy, holy, holy. And we can find our freedom in that and we worship at his feet and we know that he is in control. And we may not understand why certain things have been allowed to happen, but we know that God can take anything and he can use it for his glory. Why? Because he's holy, holy, holy. And so it keeps us in a constant state of worship and thankfulness. And it's that yearning that you, that you were talking about. We're filled up. And so we're warm and we know that we're free. We know that we're loved. We know that we live in grace, but yet we just want to soak in more. And it's not because we're missing anything. It's that we can't get that from anywhere else. We can only get it from the Lord. And, and that is so beautiful. And, you know, we are called to be holy as he is holy and we're not going to live outside of time and we're not going to live outside of creation, but we can live outside the chaos. We can choose to live outside of um, evil in the world. We can choose to remove ourselves, but yet still reach in through love, through ministry, through whatever, and interact at, you know, and out of the power of God in our lives, but, but we're not steeped in it. And so he is holy and we are to be holy. Like he is holy. It's kind of like we're, we're to be a reflection of him. I love that. I want to ask you about the holy, holy, holy. I want to circle back to that because that really is very intriguing to me. I had not ever thought 
what comes to mind, I think it's here. I don't, I'll put you on the spot a little bit, but I think you probably know. It comes to mind Isaiah 6, it, the call of Isaiah. I think that that's repeated, holy, 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 in that call, if I remember that correctly. Are there multiple places? That's the one that pops in my mind. But as you've studied, do you see multiple times where the holy, holy, holy is used together like that? I love that about the language that you're bringing that out today. It is. You mm-hmm. see it in Isaiah and then you see it in Revelation. You in see Revelation. it in the throne room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. In, right. In the throne room, yes. which is the Holy of Holies. Right. Absolutely. So what a perfect mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. that that we would see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about that, because when it comes up in both of those places, there's this intense experience in the presence of God. And that's what, what I'm hearing you say. And there's one holy doesn't cut it. <laughs> right. It doesn't cut it. And yeah. and I laughed. I have to tell you a funny story. Yes. I was watching the the deep and theological film Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> and I love it and, already. Yes. And, and there was a point where I think he was trying to do, I don't remember exactly, he was trying to do something with his fingers or twist or something. And he said kadoosh. And that like made everything just go whoosh, like that. Well, the Hebrew word is kadosh for holy. And so when he said Kadush, I was like, oh, no way. I know what he's that doing. So That's right. close. Yeah. <laughs> but but when, we, when we can picture that, yeah. you know, like on Kung Fu Panda, I mean, it literally reverberates through throughout the world, this, this power. And that's the power of, of God, of our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. There's power in his holiness that no one else will, will ever have because he is God and we are not. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. I'm wondering, uh, what do you think you talked about when you, with the holy, 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 and just really feeling that power and that his goodness, his kindness, all of that wrapped up together. And yet I think, I think one, we don't pause to like sort of meditate or consider that a lot of times in our spiritual walk, or we struggle to believe it or one or one or both. And I wonder, would you speak to, what are the barriers to like experiencing this whole, that's not something I posed to you ahead of time. So I hope it's okay. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but (laughs) but I'm wondering, I think we have barriers to receiving that either because we don't think about it very much or we don't receive it very well. I don't know. Would you speak to that for just a second? You see that? Yeah, I do. And I think that there's different barriers for different people. Um, one, I think the I think Satan is really good about um, keeping us busy. And we're so busy that we don't stop to experience the Lord and who he is. And so one of those barriers, I think, is just that constant go, go, go. And a lot of times it's hard for us to stop because when we stop and especially stop in silence, we can be with our thoughts. And some people will do anything that they can to not be silent with their thoughts. But I think that, I think that silence is something that we need to practice before the Lord, because when you can stop and be silent, I think that's when you experience the the peace of God, as well as the holiness of God. And I think that he does step into that. You kind of create this, this uh, moment in time where it's just you and the Lord. And so I think that busyness and, and, and chaos um, and, and constantly filling the void is, is one thing that can stop us from experiencing holiness. I think another is the concept of 
I'm just so bad. God could never love me. Um, and that's just not true. I mean, you look at, I, I'm in Acts today in my, in my quiet time. And, um, you know, Paul, I mean, Paul literally was going around dragging people off um, and and killing Christians and persecuting Christians and having them whipped and, and all of this. But yet look how he used Paul, you know, and, and we can see this again and again. I mean, David was a man after God's own heart, but yet, man, I mean, he had high highs and really low lows. Um, and so we are never too far away from him. We have never done something bad enough that when we turn to him and reach to him, he's not there reaching for us. He created us to be in relationship with him. He desires a relationship with us. He desires for us to experience his holiness. And so I think we need to, we need to see ourselves through grace. And that's really, really hard. And I, said earlier, grace, that Hebraic picture of grace is God bending down to help her hurting child. I think we need to step back and realize if we start to, he couldn't love me, whatever, we need to realize, oh no, he's bending down to help a child, you know, and, and then mercy is, you know, with withholding something. It is, it is a superior, uh, relating to an inferior that, uh, does not, it holds back what they deserve. And isn't that beautiful? Because not only does God give it, and that's how grace and mercy go together. God gives us mercy, right? And then he gives us grace and loves us anyway. And he pulls us into his holiest. We get to experience the holiness of God and the weight of that is massive. I mean, that's like kadosh, right? Yeah. Or kadosh, kadosh, whatever yeah, he yeah. says, kadosh. <laughs> Times yeah, but, three, um, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the weight of it is it is just massive. And so, I, you know, there's there's busyness that can keep us. I think that there is um, it just kind of low self-esteem or anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think sometimes we don't stop to contemplate things in scripture. I think that's, that's kind of the third one is that we just read, like when I was writing my book, I I took all of these words because I realized that we as Christians didn't know, you know, what is holy? Oh, you know, it's holy. What is grace? Well, it's, it's grace, you know? And so it's, it's so important for us to take a deep dive. So if you're having your quiet time, and and you see a word that's a that's a church word that you feel like that you should know. Look, stop, go. I mean, there's so many Bible Gateway. Um, I, I it used to be Biblos.com. Now it's something else. Um, and I'm not affiliated with with either of these. They're just really good. Um, if you type in Biblos, it'll it'll redirect you to, to whatever. But you can go. You can click on the word. It's going to tell you what it means in Hebrew or Greek. It's going to um, then get you to. Uh, uh, even uh, commentaries about it. I mean, take deep dives, go deep, because when we do that, that's going to allow us to experience God's holiness because the Bible wasn't written in English, you know, 
And so that was a very long answer to that. No, question, it's good. But I hope it's I hope good. It no, I like, I love your resources. I'll say a couple, I love Bible gateway. I also use a blue letter Bible is really good for the original word. Bible hub is really good for commentaries. I'll link a couple Bible of those hub. things that one. Yeah. I'll That's link a couple it. of those things in the show notes today in case, yeah. uh, in case anyone listening is interested in what those websites are, but yeah, that's great. Resources are so good. And I'm with you. That's one of the reasons that I teach the step-by-step method is because my, my goal is in that is you can do a deep dive, even if you're not trained, if you're not, you know, it doesn't matter. We use some apps on right. our phone and some websites. If you're would rather sit at your computer and do it. And like with, with free information that's out there, you can take yes. a verse of scripture and say, I want to find life application in this by just, you know, uh, not playing around with it. That's not what I mean, but like s- sitting on it for a little bit, you know, and, um, and understanding a little bit more about what is going on in that verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But don't go to wiki, go to the, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch your sources. That's right. That's you know? right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put a few that we use in the show. Yeah. Notes, so, well, let's change gears just a little bit. Cause I want to talk about the tension with this. Cause I feel, I absolutely agree. And I feel that call to holiness. I feel the holy, holy, holy that you are describing about God. I also very much know that we live in that world. One of the things I wrote down that you said that we can live outside of chaos, but there's chaos in the world because there's a lot of people, us included at times that do not follow the precepts of God. That's not the way that we're living our lives. And yet that we're very clearly taught to love all people. And so how do we do this? What, what does set apart in holiness look like and loving all people in a world that's often chaotic and quite frankly, ugly sometimes. Yeah, it, it it is hard. We we have a phrase around our house um, that we use, and we say "drawbridge up." <laughs> and uh, I want to know what that means. I'm intrigued. Drawbridge up, yes. And so it it basically means that you know we are to we are to go out, we are to love, we are to interact. Um, we we can even reach into dysfunction as long as we don't step into it. You know, if there's a person in a mud puddle. Um, that, you know, is up to their chin, we can reach our arm in and try to pull them out. But if that person starts to pull us in, then we no longer are in a position of safety or health. And so we, we need to be able to uh, decipher and discern when, when we can reach in, when we can love, when we can do all of that. But when we also need to go back home and pull the drawbridge up to where in an environment of love, safety, and assurance that the Lord is with us. Um, like, I mean, I am a, I, I'm on staff. I'm, I do missions at our church. And so we reach our community. We, we have partners with homeless, with a homeless shelter. We have partners with, um, a women's rehab thing that is so, so good. Um, and, and all of these, but I would never, I would never go be homeless to interact with those people, but I love going and sitting and talking with them and loving them and showing them the love of Jesus. But then going back to the place that I know is healthy. And so that's kind of how we, we reach in and interact, but we stay in the healthy environment. I love that. Also, when you were talking about reaching in versus stepping in, there's a, there's a degree to which once we step into something, we cease to be able to be helpful, right? Because then we're somehow involved or covered with it ourselves. And then our needs 
a circumvent, I don't know if that's the right word, you know, our, our ability or they overcome or they overtake our ability right. to actually offer anything to someone else when we're in it too far. I think of even some dysfunctional, hurtful family situations or something like that, where it's like, how do you, uh, how do you navigate that in such a way that I can stay involved here and be a good example and hopefully be a peacemaker or be a shining light as an example of the love and grace and holiness of Jesus Christ. Right. But I don't get right. so much drug into it that then I start behaving in ways that I don't want right. to behave. Right. And I think about that because I think a lot of us probably, well, I mean, everybody has perfect families, right? No, <laughs> I mean, but that's just a real thing that happens all the time to us, yes. right? Like, how do I reach in and offer help from a place of health? And when do I get drug in in a place where I'm not actually not even helpful here anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about how God reveals his holiness to us in relationship to how, how that helps us see our own sinful tendencies. Um, what what is that as you've studied holiness in particular and allowed God to work on your own heart? What have you experienced about how knowing more about God's holiness helps see the places in our hearts where we are maybe less holy? Yeah, I I think it's like when you have, when you're cleaning windows, you know, at first you look at them and you're like, oh, these aren't that bad. It's not that bad. (laughs) And then you clean the first window and you're like, oh, oh my <laughs> and then all, especially if you have to stop in the middle, like there's a phone call or something, you know, because then you see the comparison and you're just like, oh, I didn't realize that yeah. this is bad. Yeah. And so and now they all know, need when, washed, unfortunately. Right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, it's one of those, I think it's important that when we, when we see our sinful nature and we're aware of it, that we don't beat ourselves up with it, but instead we lay it at the feet of Jesus. And we in, in his holiness, we know that he sees it too. He loves us despite that. And our desire is to become more holy, not to become more sinful. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important um, that as Christians, we get in the word of God. Absolutely have a devotional. I use Spurge, love him. um, But I also, you know, read the Bible daily, because we have to do that as Christians. We have to know what we believe and why we believe it. When, when we're in God's word, we see a couple of things. First of all, we get to see the, the humanity side. We see where other people fall, but where God uses them anyway. We see where other people worship and when they draw close to the Lord, how their confidence is built. They um, they are more effective for him. And so, but then we also see who God is. We can read in the Psalms, just descriptors. I mean, Psalms are the best descriptors of who God is. There's word after word, after word, after word. Man, if you want to go down a rabbit hole and and define the holiness, chase down some of those words. Uh, But even in the New Testament, I mean, in the gospels, we see Jesus and how he interacts with people. We In Acts, we see the formation of the church. In Paul's letters, we see what the churches were doing wrong and how they need to be corrected. So there's, there's all kinds of things that we can learn. And, you know, I, I want to tell your listeners too, if they've never read the Bible through, I really want to encourage them to do that. I know it's a daunting task, but it will, it will change you and definitely do that. There's plans out there that you can use and it, 
it's something when you read it from start to finish, it just makes a difference in your life. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm so I, I love I, I think it's so good to study like we study one word in one verse, what we do, you know, and that's so right. good. But it's also like don't only do that because to have like this overarching understanding of the whole story is really important too. And I just want to say, you know, there's all kinds of plans like read the Bible in a year, but decide I'm gonna follow a read the Bible in the year, but it's gonna take me two or something that way. Like no like condemnation over I missed a day or something. I mean, it's really good if you right. can do that. I have a good friend that's read the Bible in 90 days, like she's and it's like incredible, but she's set wow. aside. Yeah. She set aside, you know, a two to three hours, like a day that a they day. were like reading and doing all this. And it was wonderful, but probably most of us aren't going to do that every year or anything like that. I don't know. I guess just, you know, uh, if you miss a day, if you're on a plan, just pick it back up because right. it's okay. And it's because uh, sometimes we just quit. You know, like I got through Genesis, right. I got to Exodus, and then it got a little bit boring and I fell off, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, Leviticus is super fun. Yeah. The skin diseases, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's skin disease. Day. I know, no, 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 no. But I, yes, totally agree. And that's where we will begin to see ourselves in. I, I mean, I, I know there's so many times that the Lord has in one of those character stories, and you mentioned David earlier, there's so many times where I see myself in his reaction that I didn't see it. But then I read that story and I watched what he did and it made me go inside or something. And I realized how I do that. And then I see God's response to him. And I just feel this like Holy Spirit correction that is loving and it's invitational and it's firm. And it makes me feel like, man, I don't want to do that, you know? And so, um, yeah. And that's what happens to me. And I think that is what happens to all of us in, in our own, with our own personality in different ways when we get into the word on our own. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, you know, I I think getting in the word is huge. I also think praying is huge. I think people don't really, I've heard so many people say, well, I don't really know how to pray or whatever. And we treat prayer like a gumball machine and we go in and we put a quarter in it. It's like, I want this and I want this and I want this and this. And then we get mad at God because he doesn't give it to us. And we're not praying his will. We're playing our will. Yes. And so I, you know, when, when I pray, I'll use the Lord's prayer as a guide because it starts out with the word holy, right? Yeah. Uh, holy is your name. And so I think it's important in our prayer that we stop daily and praise the Lord for who he's been to us recently, because what that does is that allows us to list off and be thankful for attributes of God that we have experienced in our lives the the day before or that particular day or that week or whatever, you know, he could have been provider, sustainer. He could have been the giver of wisdom, the author of peace. He could have been the giver of joy. He could be healer. I mean, there's so many different things. Um, We always should thank him for our salvation. You know, we always should thank him that he is with us, that he is holy. And I think when we do that, it, it helps us see him for who he is and not just go and ask him for stuff. Because if we just go and ask God, we're not going to experience that holiness because we're not thinking of him, we're only thinking of ourselves. Right. Yeah. And and, so and it, and it really removes important. that sort of need to trust because sometimes we'll ask for, you know, a pink bubble gum and he actually gives us a purple one and we think he doesn't done anything for us, but he knows the purple one is better, but we miss it, you know? Right. Um, and uh, right. yeah, and that's not a great example, but it's what, but it's what we do. A lot of times we're like, this is what I want. We, I want you to bless it. And he's like, but that's, I, that's not, that's, that's not, not my it. plan for you. That's not even what you need. That's not what's best for you. And you don't even know it. And yeah. And it takes that whole like trust 
deepening that trust in yeah. him out of the out of the equation. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, yeah. as you as you've been studying this and as you've sat in this and received this, I'm wondering, is there a verse of scripture or two that have just been really important to you as you've considered your call to understand God's holiness at a deeper level? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because this verse does not have the word holiness in it, but it has attributes yeah. of holiness throughout and it's Romans 15, 13, and it's may the God of hope, which if you want to chase that word down a little bit, we will, may the God of hope fill you with joy. We can chase that one down too. And peace. We'll chase that one down too. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace so that you may trust in him so that you can overflow, overflow. with hope mm-hmm. by the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is holiness mm-hmm. because it's the power of Holy Spirit that gives all of these things. And I think so many times when we try to understand a word, we only look for verses with that word in it. And this one doesn't have it in it, but it's got holiness all over it. Right. And so that that is one of those verses that I think if we can understand that, we're going to understand holiness better. Yeah. And as you've been talking, one of the things that keeps coming to mind for me is this continual like path or journey that God has me on to really see myself the way that he sees me and to believe that I'm worthy of love and to believe that I can have that overflow of his holiness of his love, joy, peace, rest inside of me. And what I most want on this earth, you know, on this side of heaven, what I most want is to be able to love my people well. Like that's really what I want to be able to do, the people that he calls me to serve and do life with. And um, and how much better I can do that if I live like I am loved, if I live with that overflow, if I lived. And so really, this invitation to experience his holiness in our lives, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It's about me and it's about him, but it's also about what he knows he can do through us onto other people when we are in awe of that holy, holy, holy. Yeah. When we believe it, when we live like we believe it. Right. I, I have always said, if I had a tagline this would be it. It's that your life isn't about you. It's about God in you. Yeah. That's good. And, and that's, it's so big. And, and that really is holiness as well, because it's God reaching down, you know, and, and reaching out to other people through our lives. And I love that. It's not about you. It's about God in you. I love that. That's a beautiful word. Well, hey, this has been fantastic. I have loved this conversation so much. Before I let you go, I always ask this of my guests because I love to share resources. Will you give us a little taste in what's going on in your life right now? What's on your nightstand or in your earbuds? What are you watching, listening to, studying? You mentioned that you were in Acts this morning, but what else is going on in you besides Kung Fu Panda, maybe? And I'm yes. all for the theology in that. That's good. I like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what right. else are you doing that's uh, helping you stay connected to God's holiness right now? Yeah. So I am right now I'm in Acts. I'm doing a chapter a day and I am chasing down things. Another resource that I thought of yeah. is called bibleplaces.com. Ooh, I don't and know that one. So much, oh, it's so much fun. Okay. It's so much fun because it shows pictures. And and I've been to Israel, so it's super fun because I'm like, oh, I've been there. Oh, oh I've been, you know, I'm or, so and jealous. <laughs> and in then a very there's some way. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I'm gonna steal that. I'm in a Christian life. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But, <laughs> but it but it's great because it it gives you pictures 
of what it's talking about. And it's just a really fun resource. Mm -hmm. And I really just found it a little while ago. So I'm looking at that. Uh, And then I also, I love um, Spurgeon. We at my house, we call him Spurge. Um, And usually if he says something really cool, which is a lot, we say Spurge. (laughs) Because we love Spurge. Um, But there is a devotional that he wrote. um, And it is kind of old English, but it's okay once you get in the groove of it. But it's called Morning and Evening. It's fantastic. And you read it once in the morning. It's super short, um, but it it gets pretty deep. um, And you read it in the morning and then at night before you go to bed. Uh, And so that's kind of what I'm doing for my quiet times right now. Um, Books. I don't know if you've ever heard of an author. um, Her name is Lois Tverberg, um, but she is, I'm really into first century culture. I do know her books. Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. Yes. And really into first century culture. And I read them a long time ago. And so I'm rereading them. Um, They're sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus, walking in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. And I think it's like reading the Bible with Rabbi Mm -hmm. Jesus or something. Um, And I'm currently, again, in the second one, um, walking in the dust. But it's just, it's so much fun. And it takes that first century culture and it helps you see the Bible through that lens. And that's why I like looking at the Greek and the Hebrew so much is because it's not 21st century American culture. That's not what it was written in. Right. And we can under, when we understand the idioms and, and what the words really mean, it just opens it up to where we can understand better words like holiness. Mm-hmm. And because once we understand them better, it's easier to apply to our lives. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm reading. Right I now. love that. And I love that to, to study the culture I, is, has become so important to me too, because there's such significance in things that we miss yes. uh, when we just, we, we, uh, I mean, we just Americanize, we, we visualize things the way that we understand that it would be. And so often we miss these kind of like little things that aren't little at all. They're extremely significant, but we overlook them because we're used to life being the way our life is. And we don't see the importance of something that would have been like radically different or, you know, in, uh, in that time. So yeah, that's good. That's a good word. So thank you so much for visiting with us. I have been just um, really blessed by this conversation. It's given me a lot to think about and consider. And I love that. Uh, Janie can be found at janiepitts.com. Her book, Deeply Defined, Understanding Who You Are in Christ, can be found wherever books are sold. Is there anywhere else you would like to send the listeners to find, follow, connect with you? Um, well, yeah, JanyPitts.com. I also, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at yeah. official Pitts. And I will and, link that stuff too in today's show oh, notes thanks. for sure. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and I encourage you to go check out um, what Janie is doing. And um, thank you so much again for serving us today, Janie. We appreciate you. Oh, thanks for having me, Angie. And thank you for listening, friend. Until next time. Peace. Thank you, Janie, for your time, teaching, and encouragement today. Thank you for your dedication to explore this topic and to share with us what you have and continue to learn about growing in holiness. Romans 6.22 again, this time from The Voice. But now that you have been emancipated from the death grip of sin and are God's slave, you have a different sort of life, a growing holiness. The outcome of that life is eternal life. Next week, the first week of 2023, ushers in a huge change for the podcast that I've been excited about for months, and I am thrilled it's finally here. On Wednesday, my guest will be Patrice Gopo. Patrice will be here to talk about hearing God's invitation to change and newness. 
and how to work through some of those angsty feelings uncertainty often brings. But before that, ta-da, will be a Monday episode on our verse for the week. Monday, we will take it in and we will study Isaiah 43, 19 that talks about God doing a new thing. And then on Wednesday, we will live it out with Patrice's story and teaching that demonstrates the truth that is Isaiah 43, 19. I hope you will enjoy the new format. The Monday episodes will sometimes be just me. Once a month or so, the amazing Susie Crosby will still join me. And every once in a while, a new voice will pop in as a special guest. So welcome 2023. And hey, if you haven't yet, I'd be so grateful if you would follow the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It only takes the second and it guarantees you'll see new Monday and Wednesday episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.